What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Experience More podcast, a podcast where we really dive in to how living a more active, fit, healthy lifestyle allows you to experience more of the great outdoors. Whether you're chasing the big bull elk out west or you're getting after the turkeys and the whitetail here in the Midwest, living that more active, fit, healthy lifestyle allows you to experience all of it with those you love to experience it with. I am Jake, your host. This is the Experience More podcast. Guys, I'm super excited about this episode. We're actually uh, going to be joined by Clint Kingston, uh, one of the former, or not former, I should say, it's one of the newest uh, winners of the November Knockdown Challenge, uh, literally sliding right in there on the end of it. Um, super excited to be able to have him on the podcast, learn a little bit more about his story, uh, everything that he has going on, just kind of, you know, his background, this dude has gone through and done a lot of phenomenal different things over the last few years. Uh, I know a little bit of the the backstory and kind of what he's ultimately done, but I'm super excited for him to be able to share a little bit more in depth in that. Uh, and then how kind of really, you know, physical fitness has not only tied into, you know, him being able to go out and experience more of the outdoors, but also how that ties into his family, his wife, his kids. Um, it's been really, really cool to be able to go through and watch this guy uh, really dive into this lifestyle and how it's created a ripple effect uh, throughout his entire family as well. So for all of you guys who are out there listening, um, this podcast is really based around living that physical, healthy, active lifestyle, allowing you to experience more of the outdoors. Uh, my one and, one and only ask in here is if you get something from it, take something from it. Go out, share with a friend, get someone else involved within the podcast, take them out into the woods, go on a hike, get people out and go experience more of the outdoors. And with that said, welcome to the podcast, Clint. How are you doing? Doing great, man. I, I seriously appreciate you having me on. You're killing this new podcast game and I've, I've been loving your episodes up to this point, bro. Hey, I appreciate it, dude. It's uh, It's been fun. I tell you, it's, it's kind of like a rodeo. <laughs> we just kind of you know, strap in and just send it. So I know, of course, this is like first time we're coming in a little bit later. I think that's just kind of like the theme of the podcast itself. Like, I mean, maybe we should just have all of them go at like two in the morning. At least it's not that late. It's like 7 p.m. right now. But um, dude, I, I appreciate you coming on um, just after hours here and everything. Uh, I know it's it can't be an easy, easy, peasy lifestyle having the family and everything like that. So it does mean a lot you coming on here tonight. Oh, heck yeah, man. Happy to be here. And and I've got all my tasks in for the day. So I, yeah. I, I won't be like Redbeard Outdoors where I have to get a run. Call it out. <laughs> Jonathan's getting called out. I, I freaking love it. All right. All right. He's. right. I'm going to make sure he listens to this one. That's for sure. Uh, it's funny because before that podcast started, um, we actually, we were going back and forth with a couple other buddies, Armando and Doug from Bowhitch. Uh, they're like, oh man, all right, Jake's going to have you on his podcast. He's actually going to show you, you know, show you how this is done and how you should run a proper podcast. Right. <laughs> Freaking Armando is like, man, I've never really been on a good podcast before. <laughs> and said, been on Jonathan's earlier. I was like, uh, the, <laughs> the camaraderie is real. So I'm excited to have him on. Um, dude, honestly, I'd, I'd like to really just, um, start things out by, you know, kind of allowing people to, to understand who you are, give a little bit of a background, um, on you kind of where you're from, what do we kind of do? Um, you know, just kind of who is Clint? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, uh, like you said, I, my name's Clint Kingston. Uh, I'm 37 years old. I, my wife, Therese and I, we have three boys, uh, pretty, pretty spread out 17 year old Braden, 
11 year old Maddox and my youngest, which you've seen quite a few videos of him on, on social media, shooting his bow and, and tearing up the fitness game with me. But Mr. Knox, he's, Mr. he's Knox. five years old. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, uh, like you. So we, I, I grew up here in Southeast Idaho, just in a small rural community. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I grew up in Lava Hot Springs. If, if you or, or anybody listening has ever heard of it, just a super small tourist town, uh, beautiful country, but okay. Um, yeah, out of out of high school, I kind of explored a little bit, went to a couple different states, but I found myself back here at home. So I'm just about 15 minutes away from from where I grew up. So wonder okay. is my kid, the same type of lifestyle that I was provided. That's awesome. Where where whereabouts is that from? Like Missoula, Montana, or is it like more Upper Peninsula? Or are we looking lower lower Idaho? Like yeah. Yep. So lower, lower Southeast corner, uh, the large, okay. the, the biggest city closest to us is Pocatello. Pocatello. Um, okay. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. And we're just about 30 miles from Pocatello. So awesome. So awesome. right close to the Utah border. Okay. Utah yeah. All right. You're right there. You're going to be at the, the hunt expo. Yeah. So I, I seen your post and I was like, man, that is coming up. What are the dates? Yeah. So I, I looked it up. I'm, I'm definitely going to make an effort to make it. Made so. it on there. Yeah. We're, um, there, a handful of us are going to be, well, myself, uh, another guy, Sean, if everything works out, I essentially had, had put in to be able to go through and get time to be able to go out there. We're not going to do, do a booth or anything like that with first from outdoors, but, uh, more or less just, you know, I just, I want to be able to meet people like, okay, we've never met before. I'd love to be able to shake your hand, meet you in person. Um, and a handful of other individuals who have really just kind of supported, really supported first from outdoors and everything that I've kind of started over here, November knockdown challenge. Like I'm, I can't tell you how excited I am to be able to have you and the rest of the crew out for that because it's going to get dirty <laughs> that, oh, that is for God. sure. Yeah. So yep. yeah, I'm there with you, man. Can't wait. So let's kind of dive in like for, for all you guys who are coming in and like for the followers and everyone who chimes into the podcast, like, really the the purpose of the podcast itself is just kind of helping individuals like, okay, seeing how physical fitness, living that healthy, fit, active lifestyle, and, you know, mind, body, spirit, all those kind of things, right? Like there's so much that goes into it, not just physical, but allowing them to be able to experience more of the outdoors, going out, um, doing, you know, bigger, better things. Have you, have you always been fit? Like, has that always been a staple of your life or do we come from a different background? What do we got? Yeah, just the opposite, actually. So okay, yeah. So so like a lot of, of people that really dive in with first form and, and connect with you guys, man. I I was that, that high school kid. Actually, it probably started in junior high. I started packing on some pounds mm-hmm. uh, in high school. Hit and I just kind of fell out of sports. Kind of kind of found myself surrounded with a, a different group that sports really wasn't wasn't my mm-hmm. thing anymore. And I got lazy, man, straight up. I got lazy. Uh, I made some bad choices at a younger age that I just kind of fell into this pattern of eating like crap and not moving enough. And I, I, uh, yeah, I would have considered myself obese back then. So, um, that led up to the college days. Uh, so I, and you know, my frame, you've seen me kind of on social, but, uh, the heaviest I hit right after college was 235 pounds, if you can believe it or not. So, yeah. How, how tall are you? Five, eight, five, foot five, eight. eight. Yeah. yeah so. Big boy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Was, 
Yep, definitely a big boy. And then, yeah, just to give you a, a comparison, the the least amount that I've weighed in my life uh, was just a couple of years ago. And I think I hit around 155 where I was at the Damn. least amount of body fat. So, so that kind of wow. just gives you an idea yeah. of how overweight yeah. I really was. So well, that's no looking at it, man. Like, and that's kind of I think the there's a lot of nuggets that lie in there, right? Like that kind of stuff doesn't happen overnight. Right. And I think that's like, we live in such a world and society where it's like instant gratification, like bring click a button online and next thing you know, shit showing up at your door. Right. Um, for like, for you, when you look at going from college, like high school, the college years, and then diving into, you know, finding, I guess you could, call the the rhythm right or like everyone kind of has like they're calling like what gets them into fitness right like for me that was definitely like ex-girlfriend right buddies and I used to talk about like ex-girlfriends build bodybuilders and all this stuff and then went right into there to CrossFit um and just I fell in love with the the community piece to it um and it just it allowed me to be better right like that's that's really where even i that's the essence of the experience more podcast a lot of what i've done within first form outdoors and all this has come from what i did years back um and doing that but for you what was <clears throat> what was kind of that pivot point what made you want to make the change and what helped you go through and ultimately take action on that yeah you yeah, so i it's been a long time but i still remember it well <laughs> so uh, like I said, it was right after uh, I, I got out of college. Then I, I believe it was like within the first month, I just barely got my first welding job, actually. But anyways, at that time in my life, I, I didn't have very good habits. I Like I said, I, I ate like crap, ate, you know, lived off of Little Caesar pizzas and and drank Keystone Lights every night, <laughs> you know? Oh, and, yeah. I remember those days. <laughs> yep. <laughs> smoking cigarettes and chewing tobacco and just wasn't mm -hmm. in any condition to to really where I believed in myself that I was capable of of getting in such a routine where I had a chance to lose weight mm -hmm. but like your story it it kind of came down to to a girl in in college I, I I you know I was kind of had feelings for this girl and and she didn't view me as I viewed her as far as uh, an attraction so that mm -hmm. kind of put me in a place of, uh, you know, I, I like to call it the darkness. I was sitting mm -hmm. in the darkness with myself. It's yep. like, man, if you want the things that you want, that you dream of in life, you have to make a change. Mm -hmm. And I sat in that darkness long enough where it's like, there's only one thing you can do, and that's to start changing your, your habits. Mm -hmm. And that's when I kind of put my foot down. I said, you know, what? I'm going to start eating better. And I, like I said, I just got this new welding job and it was a very physical demanding job. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of set the stage for me, man. Cause I was, I was under a welding hood. I was working in a, a cheese plant at the time in a condensation room. So if you can imagine welding in a sauna, <laughs> pretty yep, much. I was, literally, I can envision that very, very well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm not kidding, man. I, I bet I would, I sweat four to five gallons out of my body mm. in a day's time. And I'm a sweater anyways, but mm -hmm. I would be drenched from head to toe. Um, and, and I just started eating right, or at least better. Mm. And the pounds started coming off. And when I, when I seen that, it was just a motivator to, to keep going. So mm -hmm. it felt better, looked better and it just drove me. So that was the That's beginning. Awesome. 
Gotcha. That's the beginning. That's well. And since then I've seen you, you've gone through done 75 hard. Um, like I explain a little bit of, okay. Like not everyone, not everyone needs to go through and do 75 hard. I'm a firm believer that anyone can do 75 hard, but it takes the discipline to do it. Right. I mean, that's, it's really not a, not a hard, like literally, um, task, right. Or not a hard, uh, I don't want to like program to follow, right? It's not a challenge. Too many people go around and they, they call it a chat, like this fitness challenge is not a challenge. It's a mental toughness program. Um, and a lot, a lot of it makes you have to reflect on yourself, right. And your own, your own life. Um, what was that experience like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So let me, let me just first say that when I first heard of 75 hard, um, yeah. it was actually yeah. my wife that, that brought it to my attention. Uh, she, she goes to a, a gym, um, where there's a lot of just it, her gym's like a community. It truly is. And they, mm-hmm. they started kind of talking about it. A couple people may have done it in their gym, but yeah. anyways, when she brought it, when she brought it to my attention, I was like, oh, that sounds great. Every, you know, I like all every piece of it, except mm-hmm. for the drinking part The no alcohol. That's stupid. You know, like I, <laughs> I work out. So so I can have a beer and enjoy myself and social life, you know? And so I just kind of laughed it off at first. Um, Didn't think, had no idea what the 75 hard program would actually do for a person. You know, you know what I mean? Like people don't understand the power and the capabilities that that instills in somebody until they complete it. And they, Mm -hmm. they actually um, experience. What what made you, cause man, I, whether it's friends, family, I, I can only hope that I'm going to have, you know, some different family members or cousins and different things like that personally listen to this as well. Um, but for you, I mean, just, just like you, that's what echoes in the back of their head. Like, man, no, no drinking, no having a beer. Like, man, I work hard. I'm like, I'm a hard worker for, you know, for my living. Right. So it's like, I deserve to have a beer. Like, how did you have, how did you have that mindset shift? Yeah, I'm glad you asked because it's it's very vivid in my mind. <laughs> and again, it was a place where I found myself in the darkness. So, so it was this, the year that the the Corona had hit. So it, mm. it was yep a lot, a lot of changes, especially with my work life, uh, work life balance. Just a lot of changes from from the social distancing aspect. Anyways, it was my I believe it was my 35th birthday in in the middle of June. Mm-hmm. Then my wife and I wanted to get away and we went to uh wendover utah where there are casinos there i don't know if you've heard of it but it's basically just kind of a a place where you can go gamble and and that's what we did we just went and enjoyed ourselves uh spent the weekend gambling and drinking and it was a fiasco because that's when they were screening everybody to get in and out and they had uh it was just a mess with the face masks and and just everybody everybody fighting one another instead of trying to help one another type of atmosphere right. so yep. anyways long story short when we got back from that trip um i just felt lethargic from eating all the crap food uh drinking all the beer and i just felt i just felt in that place where it's like the the world's turning upside down uh i'm not taking care of my physical fitness i'm drinking more if this is, if this lifestyle continues, I know where it's going to take me. So it was, 
it was funny because I, I remember I was actually in the gym that Monday morning. I was hungover, felt like crap, but I was still trying to get my workout in. And I was listening to uh, Andy Frazella's podcast of mm-hmm. 75 Hard. And it just got me pumped up. And it's like, dude, if you're going to do it, today's the day. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and this is where my mind goes, right? It's like, well, what do I have the next 75 days how is this going to affect that's exactly it's like what what's coming up what party or what what get together yep yep what what event is there that's going to prevent me from doing this is is where my Mm -hmm. mind first went so the first thing i do is i i say hey hey siri what uh how many or what day is it 75 days from today and she she pops on and she says it will be september 1st of 2020 and i was like if there's there's no better sign than that because September 1st is the elk archery opener. <laughs> so it's like, sweet. There if I start, go. there we if go. I, <laughs> if I start today, then I can have a beer during mm-hmm. archery season. So, yep. so that was my mentality, which now I, I understand that that's the wrong mentality to have, but, but back then that's what my mentality was. So, right. But it's, it's like, <laughs> it's something you can set your sights on, right? Like, and that's a cool piece. Like, I mean, you've gone through, um, we're going to get into, of course, you know, you going on your elk hunt, your hunts and everything. And, you know, just kind of how the the fitness aspect is tied into that. Um, you know, before we go into that, that piece, um, I'd really like to know how, how is living a healthier lifestyle, making these changes, right? Like, what kind of impact has that had on your family, your kids? Cause dude, I see you go through and do the November knockdown challenge. You got friggin' knocks on there getting out. You got the whole family going at it, getting after it. And I, of course, you know, we've had messages back and forth and that. Um, but how has that you living that lifestyle affected them? Yeah, absolutely. So I joke with my wife all the time that, that the only reason that we're married is because I made those changes when I did. Cause I, I can mm-hmm. promise you, you wouldn't have ever married the the old Clint. <laughs> so, right. So that's the, that's the first piece, but along with that, um, yeah, my oldest son, uh, especially, I mean, he, so I, I, I made it a goal to do my first, uh, men's physique bodybuilding show last year, but okay. anyways, it was, it was interesting to see him be so supportive of me doing such a thing. And, mm-hmm. and I know, you know, he's not the type of kid to sit down and, and tell me how, how he looks up to me and how, how I'm a good example to him, mm-hmm. but just taking notice of some changes that he's made and getting into the fitness game, I, I can see that he sees me and he, yeah. he sees how it's positively in, impacted me. So, yeah, that's freaking awesome. That's, go ahead. Sorry. And then I was just going to mention the younger boys. It's, it's, it's awesome seeing them because they, you know, they'll, they'll joke around and try to bring me some candy and they'll say, Oh, you're on your program again, huh? Dad. <laughs> you know, <kind> of, <laughs> but I mean, you can just yeah. tell man, their little wheels are, are spinning and they get it. Like they, they know what it requires to stay in good shape for if they, especially for athletics, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get more into this, I'm sure. But when we got into like the Live Hard program, dude, it was it was just an amazing experience because my youngest Knox, he yeah. he just started he just started learning how to ride his motorcycle, and and when I do my outdoor runs, he would hop on his motorcycle and follow me. 
when I'm yeah. when I'm out there, you know, and then he's trying yeah. to race me, he's pushing me. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. Yep, keep up, Dad. Or hey, let's keep going, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say, on on from the outside looking in, it's you know you doing what you've been doing, right? And you know, utilizing social media, you know, in a positive light and being able to showcase those different things. Um, even for me, man, like to be able to go through and see those different little things, like every single time my son knocks, get on, like whether you guys were out shooting or doing stuff, like it just bring, it can't not bring a smile to your face to be able to see them wanting to go out there and get active and do that stuff. And, you know, I think that's the, really, when you think about creating a better generation moving forward is like, actually it's, it's being present. It's getting out there and doing those things. And that's like for myself, like I don't have kids, right. Tina and I haven't had kids yet. And, you know, we, we both look to have kids in the future and everything. Um, but that's like, I look to that. We're living vicariously through you guys in that sense. Cause that's kind of like impact we want to be able to have on our future kids in that way. So keep the hammer down on them. That's for sure. Keep them running. But, um, the, uh, kind of going forward on that, um, how is, so now of course we've done, you know, cause I mean, if you guys are following this, like you got, you should check out Clint's Instagram and everything. Cause dude shredded like the, the work that this man has gone through and put in, and I'm sure he's probably too humble to even go through in a minute, but he has done some phenomenal work to be able to get the, the physique that he ultimately has. I know it doesn't take, or it doesn't happen overnight, um, to be able to go through and achieve those things, but kind of tying into the, the outdoor piece here. Right. Cause it's like, personally for me, I'm not. I'm not here to try and have people go through and get the ripped six pack or, you know, the pretty face, all that different stuff and get all dolled up. Like, how has it allowed you to go through and just execute at what, like having, living that lifestyle, get out and do what you want to do. I know you had a hunt that you packed a full bull out on, um, all those things. Let's dive into that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so prior to, to 75 hard, I mean, I was still, I felt like I was still going to the gym. I was still getting my, doing my reps, doing the work, but but not intent, not, not to that extent, right? Like yeah. I di didn't have that type of attention, that type of focus and energy towards it. So, so, I mean, I, I definitely was still able to do a lot of the things pre 75 hard, but 75 hard, man, what it did for me is it just dialed me in everything mm -hmm. that I did had, I had a specific reason of why I was doing what I was doing. My, when it came to my workouts, when it came to feeding my uh, what I was putting in my mouth, what I was eating, mm -hmm. and especially the the tasks that are within 75 hard, you know, the visualization of being able to visualize mm -hmm. uh, what it is that you truly want to 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 get in life and what your yeah. objectives are. So, what, but what yeah, your, like, <laughs> sorry, I didn't want to cut you cut you off there. What's your favorite book you read through the program? Uh, probably, I've got to stick with Think and Grow Rich. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hey. Have you read that one? Yep. Yep. Yeah. The uh, there's. I mean, <laughs> I've created a library <laughs> at this point <laughs> yeah. in time, which is another great thing. Like, I mean, I'm a dyslexic homeschooler. Like me and me and reading books back in the day. Like, no, no go. Seventy five hard. I like in the amount of time of doing seventy five hard. Like, this is one of the biggest things for me. Was first time I did seventy five hard. That is the most books I read throughout my entire high school, college career, everything combined. I read more books in those 75 days than I had all the way leading up to that. So it, uh, it was a good eye opener. Yeah, absolutely. That's probably 
one of the biggest value adds I've, I've received from 75 hard and the live hard program, honestly. So mm-hmm. yeah, think, think and grow rich, dude. It's in fact, I'm actually reading it again, uh, right now. Okay. I, I try to read it once every year just to refresh my mind on, on, on all the, it just opens your mind, man. Like you say. Yep. So, yeah. It, so. and that's, it's a lot like, <laughs> It's very easy to be closed-minded in many different things. And a lot of the, you know, you, you get around and I'm, I've been very fortunate to be able to get into a position where, you know, I'm surrounded by guys like Andy and I never know who's going to come in the doors, right? Like, so, you know, and my life might be there. We might have David Goggins come in or, you know, Cam Haynes walking in, like you, you never really know, but it's like, like attracts like, and you get those people into the, the ecosystem and you really there's one thing that I really have come to know and like surrounding myself by those people is that old saying, like, you are what you surround yourself by, right? You are what you eat. Um, and I, I was told back in the day, <clears throat> or it was one of, you know, one of my coworkers always, always goes out and says, it's like, you are the, you, you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with and the five most recent books you read. And honestly, I couldn't, couldn't agree more with that. Because as you go through and adapt and evolve through those relationships and those books and those readings, like everyone searches for a mentor, right? Like everyone's like, oh, you hear all these people have mentors. Well, that mentor might be that book you're reading, right? That might be that individual you're listening to on a podcast, Andy going through doing 75 hard or live hard. Um, Mentors are all around us. We have to be just aware enough to listen when the actual education is there. Um, cause I think that's, we, we, we fantasize about these things, right. To where we forget that they might be right in front of our face. And so, um, yeah, absolutely the, doing, going further into that, the, Oh, give me a second here. I had a little bit of a mishap on the backside of my recording here <laughs> started playing music on me um going into 75 hard uh going further into that what are some of the challenges you faced yeah so i several but um let me think you know probably the most difficult one most emotional and and, and definitely the hardest to push through and i believe it was actually I, I think it was when I was doing the live hard program, but yeah, I can't recall for sure. But anyways, um, last year it was September of 2021. Uh, then I lost my father. Um, well, it was actually during hunting season. So I was up on the mountain and doing 75 hard at the same time while, while, uh, chasing elk and hunting elk and, and yeah, he, he happened to, uh, he got really sick, ended up in the hospital. Uh, so we were in communication uh, with the hospital and just my siblings and stuff while I was doing all that. And then, uh, yeah, he ended up passing later that, that September. Um, so that was by far the, the hardest part to be able to continue going while all of that was, was taking place. Uh, I, I think I mentioned to you, my, I look at my mm-hmm. dad as my, my biggest hero ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that was definitely a, the hardest push through that I had to get, get, get past, but 
he was with me the whole time. And I know that's exactly what he would have wanted. He would have seen me finish that all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's what I did. And honestly, if it wasn't for 75 hard and the live hard program, man, I don't know where I would have been mentally. I don't know how I would have been able to make, make it through that because I know the old Clint would have been going for the bottle, you know, just, mm-hmm. just trying to, to, to douse my, my emotions with stimulants of some sort, you know, like alcohol. So, so it's really a blessing in disguise. Yeah, dude, I, I commend you for going through and doing that. Cause that's uh it's not an easy thing, man, going through and losing someone um, of that caliber is um, well, you, you, you can't understand what it's like for the individual. Cause it's different for every single person. Like you said, biggest hero in your life. Um, and I can imagine there's a lot of, a lot of stories and everything behind that. Um, I guess lo- looking at that piece, cause of course, you know, a little bit of my, my story, you know, my grandfather's and things of that nature. Um, and I can relate uh, a lot to that in, in different capacities. When you look at it for you, like with your dad and just even in the outdoor space, was your dad someone who had gotten you into the outdoors itself? Um, is he someone that, you know, support you? Like how, how did he kind of tie into that? Like what, when you say he was your hero, what was kind of the driving force for that? Yeah, absolutely. So you've got to, you have to know my dad in order to really, to really feel this, but I'll try to explain it with words the best as possible, but mm-hmm. he's the most, most supportive, most loving individual that I've ever met in my entire life. If there's one person that's more loving than it would have possibly been his mother, <laughs> but which was my grandmother, but yeah. Um, anyways, it's, it's kind of a funny story, Jake, because um, my dad, he's actually uh, a vegetarian. That's right. I just I literally yeah. just remember that you had told me that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So so he was raised uh, vegetarian for uh, religious reasons. Um, and and so I was raised with him, obviously. But my mother was was not vegetarian. She was uh, she was actually raised LDS and that was her faith. So I got to kind of see both sides, right? So, so yeah. I, I like to joke that I, I was raised a half meat eater, half vegetarian, but, <laughs> <laughs> All right. but, but, uh, but no, it was, so he, he obviously didn't take me out to go hunting, right? He didn't necessarily right. believe in killing animals to eat them, but he knew even when I was a kid, uh, I remember this well when I was a little shithead, six, seven-year-old kid. I, <laughs> I, I'd always throw my fifth and, and want to go to to Kings. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the store Kings, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yep. <clears throat> yeah. So, but anyways, I'd always have their little toy area and I'd always have to go down there and buy, buy me a, a new gun every week because I was infatuated with guns. So, <laughs> but, but anyways, growing up, he he never looked down upon me at all for for my passion of, of yeah. hunting. Uh, he was always super supportive, even though that wasn't necessarily in his, in his beliefs himself, yeah. you know, but so it was uh, more or less my friends in high school. I had a good group of friends that we kind of got into waterfowl hunting uh, at okay. a young age. And then my grandpa, uh, he, he always kind of made it a point to, to take me out hunting and kind of get me in the hills. So, so like you said, the people I surrounded myself with, um, as far as friends back mm-hmm. then, then we all kind of had that passion and, and, and huge thanks to those friends, parents, because they would also take me out and they would kind of mentor me, 
So yeah. From from there, okay, so like waterfowl, and then we go to the next extreme elk, right? Like that's I mean, I, I live in the Midwest, right? Like we've been we we travel out and do all that stuff. Um, but going from waterfowl to elk is a little bit different than whitetail to elk, right? Like what what got that vein going? Yeah. So so what I loved about waterfowl is there's so much action, right? You right, don't have right. to don't have to hike around for miles to go find birds so that was always fun but when I started getting into the big game it was just it was kind of like that's what my friends were doing so I went with them mm -hmm. but again I I wasn't in shape I was the kid that couldn't necessarily keep up I right. you know it hurt me it, it mm -hmm. I, I just wasn't in in a condition where I could actually enjoy it so at that age I didn't really have a whole lot of interest in big game until until I changed my lifestyle and and became uh, physically fit in preparation to do a lot of those things. So and that that was the game for me. And not only that, but once once I got a bow in my hand, man, that's that's really when the game changed for me. I fell in love with it after that. What uh, what do you love about archery more than like say rifle hunting in that sense, or like what why do you say that? So the number one thing is just the, the close encounters that you have, you have to get in close. You have to have the correct, perfect strategy. Everything has to go right. Just the, mm -hmm. the challenge behind hunting with a bow um, is the biggest reward. And then secondly, I know you've hunted elk, but you have a, you have a bull elk screaming in your face that, I mean, I don't think that there's another a better you, feeling in the world you, you have you have the fog rising out of the the meadow and it's just a nice cool crisp morning like i can literally envision every aspect of it and they come screaming in like just pissed off like he's gonna go and destroy this other one you're mimicking being and it is the most surreal like scene of power and majestic I mean, beauty is just a great way to be able to put it together of all those things. And from sight, like all, all your senses are going to a level 10 from sight, smell, sound, um, all leading up to that, like that single split sec moment like it is, it is unreal. So I can, I can feel you right there. Like I know exactly where, where you're at <laughs> and then, <laughs> then you're hooked exactly yeah it has my heart pounding right now just thinking about it man. oh dude yeah i know it's like right we just got done with whitetail season i'm already thinking about what we're gonna do coming into next september and everything so um how has uh really your your fitness because tell me a little bit like the the story of you going on your elk hunt like what was that like you you said you had packed them out and everything yourself like what was that experience like yeah, so so this uh, this isn't the most recent September, but it would have been the following the prior year. So so September of 2021. Um, so I, I actually got I had two bull tags, and it's kind of a long story. But the first bull tag, uh, my brother and I were out hunting, and and we do so much pre work scouting these these critters that we have a pretty good radar on on where they are. So, anyways. I was able to, I was able to successfully harvest my first bowl. I think it was like the first week of September. 
it might have been September 5th, but mm-hmm. uh, the stars stars aligned on that one, made a perfect shot on them. It was just a great experience, and and that one was pretty close to the road. My brother was there to help me, so so we mm-hmm. got that one packed up and loaded off the mountain. But the so what had happened is uh, just that year there happened to be some extra tags, and I didn't find this out until later. A buddy texted me because I I kind of videoed the whole thing with sharing it on social media. Um, my buddy shoots me a text. He's like, dude, it's still early in the season. Are you going to get a, a second non-resident tag? And I kind of laughed. I said that I wish that was a real thing. And I would, and he said, no, there's, there's tags available. <laughs> so I, I ran <laughs> like, into, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had meat in the freezer. You know, I didn't, my first bowl wasn't uh, a great big grande or anything. It, I was mm-hmm. happy that I had, cause our family really depends on that elk meat. You know, we don't yeah. know any different now, but we had had elk meat in the freezer and, and there were there were some bigger bulls in that group um so yeah it worked out where i was able to get that second tag and and man i worked my tail off uh, i passed passed up a lot of smaller bulls just because i felt i had that confidence right that i already mm-hmm. had meat in the freezer for the yep, family yep. and and then it finally panned out where we have this spot that's about 2 miles out from where we can park the wheelers so i hiked back in there was sitting sitting this stand over wallow and and that bowl came in man <laughs> and it was just a beautiful thing i i got a little bit of video of it um anyways made a mm-hmm. made a shot on him uh got him put down and that evening so it was an evening hunt uh where yeah. i successfully got him i found him and it was just getting dark man and and go, I, I have to credit 75 hard for this too, because it's taken a lot of fear out of me, but <laughs> we call that, we call that country bear world, uh, for a oh, reason. Wow. <laughs> oh, because, man. yeah, there's a lot of black bears in that country. So that's the first thing that's going through my mind is I'm out here solo. Uh, I have to, I have to start working on this bowl tonight. Cause I don't want, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want the meat to spoil. So I start cutting them up. Um, you know, I'd quarter him, start quartering him up, uh, take his insides out so he can start cooling, cooling off yep. and then make one load out that evening and then wait till the, the next morning to, to haul out the rest. But mm-hmm. my brother, he was, he was working. Uh, I, I had buddies, you know, they were more than, than happy to help. They had several offers for those guys to help me. But it was just one of those things, man. It's one of those things I've always wanted to do just to be able mm-hmm. to say that I did this on my own a hundred percent. Like if I'm, if I'm ever in the back country, now I know that I'm capable of hauling an entire bull elk out on my own, you know? So, mm-hmm. so it wasn't that I didn't want the help. It was just that I had to prove to myself that I, I could do it. And, right. And yeah, I spent you know, half of the following day packing, packing the rest of that elk out of there. So got yeah. it, got it, fun, got it finished, got it packed up and on ice. But, and I was, yep. I was broken by the end of that day. I can tell you that much. Oh, but. dude, that's, <clears throat> there's, there's no, no real workout, like going through and throwing, throwing an elk on your back and packing it out of the mountains. Like that'll, that'll test all your training up until that point. That's for sure. So yeah, that's for yeah, sweet. It, yeah, it definitely wasn't flat ground either. It's, you know, side mm-hmm. hill and pretty, pretty treacherous, rocky mountain mountains. Yeah. So. With, uh, with being that you, you know, you got into that with your friends and kind of going along there, like, 
for anyone who might be listening, who, you know, maybe wants to get into hunting, right. Or they're, they're looking at going on their first elk hunt, or they're looking at a whitetail hunt or mule deer, any of those kind of things. Um, Cause I've gotten this question a good bit uh, from different individuals is like, where would you start? Like if you, if you were just trying to figure out what it is you're wanting to do, like what would be your first move to go through and want to go hunt elk for the first time or go hunt, you know, another species or something? Yo, so that's, that's a tough question. Cause that's, that's an uncomfortable place for any of us, right? If we're mm -hmm. not, if we're not used to it and we've never done it before, but mm -hmm. I would say like I, how I did it is you have to have, you have to find those people that have the knowledge, have mm -hmm. the experience yep. that going back to the mentorship, right? You need to find those people that you can, that you have a relationship with that are willing to, to spend time with you and mentor, I think is the easiest way to do it. Um, but if not that, I mean, start searching, uh, find out the patterns of the game, right? Like you've got to mm -hmm. be able to find the game before you can really put a plan together of, of how you want to pursue them. Right. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I'm glad you, you hit on that piece. Cause that's, you know, it really does. It comes down, like look towards those friends, right? Look towards the friends, maybe family members. Like there's never been a time where someone's reached out to me and been like, Hey man, we're like, I want to look at getting into elk hunting. What would you do? right? Like I have no problem going through and sending resources and stuff like that. Like I want to be able to get more people involved as much as possible. Um, cause I, I've been in those positions before with different stuff, even coming down here to St. Louis, like it's the first time hunting public land outside. Cause I grew up on a farm in the middle of Wisconsin. So I was very fortunate to have that growing up, but it definitely moving down here gave me a great deal of perspective of where new people coming into hunting might struggle because if I'm worried about going through and breaking some rules, right. From being very, very, uh, very confident in this area. And I'm kind of on edge. I can only imagine someone who's never done it before, never picked up a bow or any of those things. Um, so that's kind of like, I, I appreciate you going through touching on that. Cause that's going to be something that I want to be able to add in for the listeners as well. Um, let's uh, I, I really want to touch on kind of, going forward here. Um, how did you, I guess you got, you got involved with first form, right. Um, you know, through any's podcast, we had all that, that aspect of things, but then, um, found this thing first form outdoors, the November knockdown challenge hit, uh, tell me a little bit and everyone listening that like the November knockdown experience for you, because I'm going to let you do that before I go in on like my perspective on this side of it. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. So again, another, it's like the stars align, right? Like I can't even deny it, but, but it was, it was just a, a funny thing. My wife and I were just, it's late evening, uh, laying in bed, getting ready to, to go to sleep, have work in the morning, watching a little show and she's on her phone and she says, huh, this is interesting. She, she reads me the, the email that you guys sent out about mm -hmm. this November knockdown challenge. And she said, it sounds like they're going to do a fitness and an archery challenge. And she reads it word for me, for word to me. And I said, holy shit. It's like they, they designed this competition for me. It's like if, if there was one thing, one competition that somebody could put together that I could really get fired up behind, this is it. Mm -hmm. And, and it just hit me, dude. Like it, this energy came into me. It's like a, 
I'm going to win this thing. Like I told her that I said, I'm, I'm going all in on this and I'm going to win this thing. And she, she looked at me and she giggled. Right. <laughs> and, and, and not, what? Say what? <laughs> yeah. and, and I might've even threw some F words in there, but, <laughs> but, but, but she, uh, she wasn't laughing at me because lack of confidence. She was laughing yeah. at me because she hadn't, she hadn't seen me get fired up like that before, mm-hmm. you know? And I've told her and I've, I've actually reached out to a handful of people throughout first form. And, and I've even, I've even made comments to Andy through a DM saying, Hey, I'm coming for you. I'm going to, I'm going to find my way to headquarters and shake your hand one of these days. Mm-hmm. I don't know in what capacity or how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to get there. And just because 75 hard and the live hard program has changed not only my life, but me and my wife's life, because we did it Mm -hmm. together. And it's just something that's really resonated with me. So, so anyways, when she read that to me, I was like, this is it. This is my ticket, man. So, so so it was all, it was all, uh, um, all said and done from here, there on out. Right. And it was like, you know, week, week one, week two, you know, watch you go through. And of course, everyone in the backside battle it out. Um, you know, it was really funny in week one of the, the knockdown. Um, I had a lot of people reach out to me, whether it was through DMs on Instagram or emails saying, Hey, can we use, you know, two targets? Can we put two of them? I'm afraid I'm going to, you know, shoot too close together and ultimately, you know, ruin my arrows and all this stuff. And I was like, Nope. In my mind, I was thinking like, well, if you're that good of a shot, you know, shoot, you know, an inch to the left or a half inch to the left, you know, that kind of stuff. And then it was just funny watching the whole challenge transpire to where it was like shot number one goes pretty good. Shot number two is not bad, pretty close. And then all of a sudden here's shot number three, shot number four. Right. And it just like incrementally got further and further away from the center, which I mean, it was, it was, it was to test your, you know, your overall ability to control yourself while under times of pressure. Right. Um, and I tried to, you know, switch it up, keep it to where it was body weight of different movements, um, you know, for anyone and everyone to go across the board in it. And I will say, you know, it, it was cool to watch everyone go through and get after it. Cause there were multiple, I mean, there were women crushing it, men crushing it. Of course we had the kids getting involved. I mean, it was, it was everything I wanted it to be and more and just kind of like when putting it out. Um, and then of course you, and there were other people that were like, it's like, holy shit, this is fast, right? I just watched some times come through. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be watching some film and video here. Cause I'm like, mm, mm, I don't know about this. Like I'm going to have to watch the videos. I'm going to have to go through and watch the photos. Cause you never know. Um, and I'm honestly, I'm very surprised and very happy. Cause there was like, when I looked and I watched over and over and over again through different videos and that, um, I didn't catch anyone who went through and tried to cheat the system. Right. And it was a really cool thing to be able to see that. Uh, but of course, week to week, right. We didn't win week one. And then we go through and we get a runner up side of things. Right. We go like, literally it was two runner ups, right. <clears throat> I had two runner up spots. Oh, and I dude, in the backside, I was like, come on, man, come on. And uh, I definitely, I mean, I was rooting for you. There were other people rooting for you in the back side of things. Um, and, you know, I got to say, you know, you sent me a, a message after and kind of like a, a note and everything when we ended up going through and having you or really just taking it in the last one, right? Because I will say, you know, it was natural to see 
after week one, some people fall off. Then there was week two, then some people fall off because they're like, well, I mean, that's, it's that negative mindset, right? To where people are like, well, there's no way I'm going to fucking touch that. Then what's the point, right? And I'll say like, you get so close over and over again. And then it's like, you know, so many people just, there, there were some people that were really close and they just never showed up, right? There are some people who like, honestly, if they would have gone through and showed up and stayed consistent, potentially could have gone through and won one of the wild cards, right? Because that was what I was looking for is like, who's going to stick around? right? Who's going to do it? Or are they just looking for, you know, a little, little glorified sunlight, right? Um, dude, how'd you keep yourself? Cause that's a mental game, a battle back and forth. Like how many times did you do workout number four? I want to start with that. Yeah. So that last week, man, I knew that was my last chance, right? Yeah. I, I think it's fair to say I, tr- I attempted that at least 40 times, 40 times that. I'm not kidding. Like, and it, and it, it's a good Jake. It's a good thing that I got the score that I did when I did. Yeah. Because you, my wife will preach to this. I was a handicap after that competition. I was, Oh man, I had to spend, I had to spend a week with the chiropractor fixing my shoulder. I don't know if it was the sprints cause I don't sprint. Right. I'm not, right. I don't train on yeah. sprints. So. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was a wrecked mess after that yeah. one. <laughs> Put, putting miles on man, going through and doing the the sprint like that back and forth, coming back. Like, yeah, man. I mean, but it just goes to show like literally seconds, right? Like it was down to seconds. Um, and it wasn't just one time, right? Like it was multiple times down to seconds. And I, I got to give you a lot of, give you a lot of props on that. Cause a lot of people go through and would have been like, whatever you know, they, they get so discouraged in those different areas. And I saw it with a, a handful of different people on the backside of things. Um, you know, I had a, I had to have personal conversations with people on the backside as well. I mean, there's just, there's always, there's never, never going to make anyone and everyone happy, right. Throughout those kind of things, it's a competition. Um, but dude, I got, I mean, I was, I was freaking cheering you on other people at headquarters cheering you on, like, as we go through and like, you know, put out the next announcement of like, Oh, runner up runner up again in it and that's a, like to do it once but to do it twice and have a runner up like how'd that feel no oh, dude that hurt <laughs> man. so each week I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bullshit you each week it hurt dude like when i heard even that first week i thought i had a pretty competitive time like mm-hmm. I, I thought to myself like man i know there's some badasses that are that i'm competing against but it's going to be difficult to beat my time Mm-hmm. And I had a friend reach out and, and send me a message once you guys announced it by email. And she said, God, did you see the time that won it? And it was a, I think it was like 10 or 15 seconds difference from mine. And I mm-hmm. just, my stomach, my stomach sunk, right? I was in a meeting, uh, a work meeting and I got that message. I shit, you know, but, mm-hmm. but anyways, mm-hmm. that second week. So I learned a lot after that first week. Cause I watched my videos and it's like, dude, you didn't give it everything you, you, you had, you yeah. said you, you told yourself you did, but you didn't. Cause I yeah. could see it in the video that where I was missing it. So, mm-hmm. so I, I took those learnings and I put it into second, into the second week. And mm-hmm. you know, again, man, I felt really confident. Um, and what did I miss it by two seconds? Yeah. <laughs> second. I think it was, I think it was two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then that third week, same thing, man, I go, it was during Thanksgiving. Um, we actually, uh, went and visited family in Laramie, Wyoming, 
So I had a pretty good time that I established here at my house, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't feel like it was going to win it. So I was like, dude, I've got, I'm bringing all my crap and I'm going to be competing while we're visiting family in, in Laramie, Wyoming. And those guys, huge shout out to them, man. Cause they're carpenters by trade. They, oh, they, yeah. uh, they, they run their own uh, carpenter business and they're like, hell yeah, dude, we're going to, we're going to fab you up a box. We're going to get you right at 24 inches. <laughs> That's so, awesome. They were yeah. awesome. But. Yeah. That, that was a cool thing to see too. Like people really getting into it and there were they're like, of course, like yourself, right? Like, it was cool to watch and it was kind of the purpose to it. Cause I knew not everyone was going to be, you know, in the competitive piece. And that's why I wanted to do like the wild card side of things as well. Um, was there are going to be people who really gave it everything they had and the times were there. Right. But then there were, there were going to be people who showed up, right. Cause there were, there were multitudes on the backside, like that really they showed up to get their kids involved or they showed up because they just, they love, they love the aspect of fitness and archery together. Right. And they showed up every single week, no matter what, even though they knew they were going to get beat. Right. And I think that, I mean, it just says a lot about the character, the community, everything within there. Um, and then, I mean, it just, it was cool to watch all that happen. And then of course the, the individuals who won it right on a week to week basis. And you, you fell into there to where you guys kind of commenting back and forth with each other. I saw some of the different conversations that were ultimately happening through social, um, it was a really cool thing. And I'm, again, that's, I'm pumped to be able to have you guys out. Uh, I got some good ideas on what we're going to be able to do. We're actually going to be uh, having it. I mean, not to, to spoil different little things, but there'll, there'll be some sweating happening. That's for sure. <laughs> we'll just put that piece uh, out there. So yeah. I got that. Um, a lot of people are excited to be able to go through and, and be out here. Of course, the, the crew that is there, but then I'm excited not only for you guys to be able to come out, compete with that, uh, but then also just, you know, the, the aspect of, like you said, being able to come out, meet the rest of the crew and everything here. Uh, I think that's something that I'm really excited about too, because we got different, different individuals from really all walks of life uh, coming in uh, to be able to go through and connect and really hopefully can leave, leave it with a whole different perspective, like what first form first from outdoors is all about. So I'm hella, hella excited about that. Um, Dude, really kind of like look at kind of closing things out, you know, when it comes into, you know, physical fitness, living the the healthier, active, more fit lifestyle, you know, incorporating that into the outdoors, you know, if there is someone out there right now, you know, and I think to you, it might be, you know, that, that college kid, right. Or that individual who's, you know, sitting around the 230, 220, you know, me, the, the fat farm kid, right. Wearing dad's size 38 pants or whatnot. Um, if he's sitting there telling himself these different lies, right. We all know these lies we tell each other, right. Or, you know, our own self of, oh man, I work hard for a living. I don't need to work out. Right. Or I don't need to do this, this, or this, or drink, you know, I'm not going to give up that beer, that drinking, like, you know, just as well as I do the, like, how different and how powerful your life can be when you go through and make those different changes. Like if you had them right in front of you, what would you go through and ultimately maybe tell them or what kind of advice or pointers would you give them and things of perspective to help them kind of take maybe those first steps? Yeah, for sure, man. So I guess the first thing I would tell them is the same thing I had to tell 
tell myself back when I was sitting in, in that darkness is, is it's not too late. It's not too late to start making some of those changes because when I was 21, no, 18, 19 years old, I was telling myself back then, like, well, Clint, it's too late. Like you're beyond that point of, of coming back. Maybe in your next lifetime, you'll be able to do some of these things that, that you dream about. And I guess I would, I would tell them that it's not too late. It's never too late. It doesn't matter what your circumstance is, if you're overweight or if you have, you don't know the right people to, to get you out in the outdoors, in the wilderness, whatever the case may be, whatever's getting in your way, know that it's only you getting in your own way. And that's the truth at the end of the day is, is we're the only ones that prevent ourselves from, from getting what we want. So, so whatever that is that you want, for me, it was getting in better shape. So I felt better about myself and could, could, could physically, you know, improve my, my fitness and my capabilities, mm -hmm. whatever it is for you, get out of your own way and start taking baby steps to, to get on track yeah. and it aligns with your goals. So. Shit, yeah. I love it. I love it. Where, where can everyone find you at? Like if they wanted to reach out or connect up with you, what's uh what's your social platforms? Uh, how can they connect with you? Yeah, for sure. So on, on IG it's Clint Kingston one and then uh, Facebook Clinton Kingston. So all that's, right. that's all I have, man. I, I don't have any <laughs> of the TikTok or any other goods, but hey. You're good. That's probably for keep you away from that black that black hole of TikTok going down that that thing that'll <laughs> suck you in. Um, yeah. But all right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, being a part of this. Definitely, and as time goes on, the future goes on. Uh, would would love to be able to have you back on down the line and everything. Definitely, maybe even after maybe that uh, November knockdown challenge, we have to have like a post post show kind of thing come on. So it'd be fun to talk about that. But other than that. Sure. Um, I appreciate you jumping on uh, for all you guys out there listening. I uh, appreciate you chiming into the experience more podcast. Uh, if you guys got anything from it, you know, go out, tell a friend, right. Get someone else involved with it. Uh, I can't express how thankful I am for each and every one of you guys who've gone through and shared the show uh, who have gone through giving it a review. Um, and outside of that, just got other people involved, whether it's involved with the podcast, involved with the outdoors, uh, involved with fitness. So that being said, Get out, get after it. We'll see you later.